Hello, hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Woman Whom Jesus Loves podcast, where I help you to heal and to find your identity in Christ so that you can fulfill your God-given purpose. I am your host, Nova. Welcome to episode one of the Woman Whom Jesus Loves. Today, I'm going to be sharing my testimony with you all. What better way to introduce a new show without telling you why I'm here in the first place and just really the whole purpose behind this show. In today's episode, I'm I'm gonna be sharing my testimony on my walk with Christ, how I came to Christ, how we got to where we are today, starting a podcast, and just some inspiration to anybody out there who feels like they don't know their purpose right now. That's the whole point of this podcast is really to help women to find their purpose in God. My upbringing. I'm going to give you guys a little backstory on my testimony, just my life, where I come from. So I grew up in a Baptist church. My parents will always take me and my brother to church every Sunday. I grew up in a very religious church. I knew about God. I had had knowledge that there was something greater than this physical world, but I never knew God for myself. I was a lukewarm Christian. The only time me and my family would really pray or had anything of a prayer life was if something went wrong or you know we were hoping for like a new job or something when we went to God when we absolutely needed to I had no idea what it meant to have a relationship with God and I remember getting to a point in my spiritual journey I remember right before my spiritual awakening I was talking to my mom and I was like man like why are we put here if we're just gonna suffer and die what is the point of us being here and she told me she was like we were never meant to be here we're only meant to be here temporarily this is not our home our home is in heaven and she started talking to me about the gospel and I was like hmm okay I'm interested let me what do you mean let me learn more about this during my childhood I remember being alone most of my childhood I will always always revert to my room. I was not able to fully deal with my emotions. I was a very emotional child. And in order to cope, a lot of times I isolated myself. And when I isolated myself, I would start writing in my journal or writing a poem or doing some artwork. I just tried to find something to get my mind off of whatever was going on. And a lot of times I would zone out a lot as a child. It's like I would be here, but I'm not here. It was almost kind of like I was disassociated from my body. It's like I was living in a different world, I guess, because I was so traumatized by different situations that I encountered when I was a child that I didn't really know how to process it and for me isolation and the realization not being present in the real world was how I dealt with things. I got of age started being sexually active smoking marijuana and I started drinking pretty heavily. Once I started to have romantic relationships and I started having sex my mental health I was already unstable as it is but that just brought my mental health down the drain. I didn't know if about love I didn't know how to love I was in abusive relationships that were not fulfilling I'm looking for something that me delivered I was just very naive I was young I think I had my first relationship when I was 15 years old so I was a freshman in high school it was just like one of those things like I like you I think you're cute oh I think you're cute we should be boyfriend and girlfriend I had sexual relations with this person and they ended up cheating on me and I was just like heartbroken (laughs) heart was shattered because I was like man here I am 
damn, I gave you something very special to me and you cheat on me with someone else. I didn't know how to take that. And I remember during the end of that relationship, I was trying to convince the person to stay with me by harming myself. So I started cutting myself thinking that if I cut myself, they'll pay attention to me or then they'll feel sorry for me and they'll have to stay with me. I hated to be alone. I had a fear of abandonment. I had a fear of rejection and that grew and grew to the point to where I didn't even know who I was anymore. Once that relationship ended, I just remember being in a cycle of serial dating. I never had a period where I did not have a boyfriend. I was very promiscuous. I was a rebel. I just developed like this rebel persona. I would sneak out of the house. It would be times that I would drive like multiple states away to go meet up with a guy who I wasn't even dating. And it was a lot of situations that I put myself in that if it wasn't for God, I would not be here. Like I have put myself in some very dangerous situations. I just became very self-absorbed. Everything was all about me. I never thought about anybody else. I didn't care that I was lying to my parents. I was sneaking out of the house. I would stay out all hours of the night. I was just living life however I wanted to. I became so lost that I turned to divination. I remember I would go and see psychics and I would be asking them about my relationships. And that is an illegal way of getting information. You're communicating with demons. From the first psychic, I just felt this dread. I think I remember them telling me that something really bad is going to happen to you in your future. I was freaked out. Am I going to get in a horrific accident on my way home? Like what is going to happen? I was just in fear. And because of that fear, I kept going back. I was like, well, I need somebody, you know, maybe if I go to somebody else, they'll tell me something different or they'll be able to give me insight. Even recognize how like God is like, hey, hello, like I'm right here. Like, look up, look up. You're looking everywhere else and you're not looking at me. Life just began to downward spiral really bad. I remember it was one time I was laying in bed and I felt somebody like pushing me on the bed and I was so terrified that scared the crap out of me at that point i truly feel that my persona changed i was a very sweet child i was very soft-spoken i was never one to really get in trouble in school at one point in time i did have a large circle of friends and i realized that having a large group of friends like some people are fake and so i did go through experiences where i had some friends that were talking about some of my other friends and even as a child that didn't sit right with me so me being nice Eve like I go and I tell the girl everybody hates me so from that point like I really started to get bullied and that also I feel contribute to my aloneness because everyone is like oh she's a snitch like I don't want to talk to her and as I became more lost and lost in who I was as a person, I turned to men. I was addicted to men. I was addicted to their validation. I felt like if I did not have a relationship, then I didn't have any identity. They were my God. In July of 2019, I found out I was pregnant. I found out I was pregnant. I was scared. I actually was trying to get an abortion. I didn't feel like I could handle being a mom. Like, I don't know if that was something I was ready for. At this point, I still hadn't reconciled my relationship with God, but I did feel a heavy conviction in a voice telling me no don't do it. And that was the first time I remember opening up my Bible. I remember going to the back pages and I looked up abortion. Like, I don't want to make this permanent decision and then look back and regret this for the rest of my life. I was very terrified of being a single mom, very depressed during my pregnancy. I remember I was sick for the first four months 
and my friend gave me medication that was supposed to be for nausea. So I was taking somebody else prescribed medication just so that I can sleep through all of the pain because I felt like I needed a man to assist me or I was going to fail. Here we get to my breaking point. I ended up losing custody of my daughter about a year after I had her. At this time, I was in and out of mental hospitals, still smoking marijuana. So it was one incident. My daughter was young. She wasn't even a year old and she had finally fell asleep. For those of you who are moms, you know how hard it is. Like once you get your child to sleep, you don't want to wake them. For me, because I was on drugs, I was like, oh, she's sleeping. So this is a perfect opportunity We go to the store. So I went to ride to the gas station. I left my daughter at home in the house by herself, not thinking that anything could happen. I was just focused solely on myself. Upon me coming home, my mom was coming home at the same time. That was the breaking point for my parents. Like my mom was like, I've had enough. And she called defects. And so they gave my parents temporary custody of my daughter and my ego did not like that and i'm still living with my parents during this whole time so it's not like my daughter was taking out of my presence but, but i just was not able to be with her unsupervised me i'm like i birthed this baby i pushed her out like who, who's gonna tell me that i can't be around my child unsupervised just very arrogant and very ignorant and not even looking at how god was moving so the tension started to be in the household and there ended up being a physical altercation me being stupid i call the police and i'm like hey there was a fight like i've been hit and i need you to come right now and can the whole time they're like they're not gonna arrest me i get arrested and i go to jail the first couple of days it doesn't hit me i'm still filled with a lot of pride i'm thinking i'm gonna get out of jail when a week goes by two weeks go by and i start to think i'm like hmm, where do i go now you know and they have bibles in jail so that was the first time i ever actually picked up a bible looking to receive from it it's been a couple of times that i've read my bible i had a woman's study bible and i was reading most of like the diaries from other people like the journal entries other people would write in there i wasn't reading the bible to spend time with god i was just reading the bible because I guess I didn't have anything else to do during that time in my life. So I opened the Bible. I just started reading the Psalms and the Proverbs. One Bible verse came up for me and it was the, if your enemy slaps you on the cheek, then turn the other cheek and let him slap that one too. And for the first time, I really feel like my eyes were open and God stepped in. And he allowed me to look at myself. He really spoke to me during that time. He said, you are not responsible for anybody else's actions, but you are responsible for yours. So the reason that you are in here is because of the way that you have reacted. Y'all, since I read that, had that revelation, I did not put that Bible down. That's what I turned to. I read through the book of Job. I was reading through the Psalms and Proverbs. Like I would have Bible studies with some of the girls and my whole demeanor changed. I really started to encounter the Lord. I really started to feel him carry me through that time. So of course, when I first went to jail, me and my parents weren't on speaking terms, but they were still, you know, video chat and let me see my daughter. And so after humbling myself, I just sent them a letter in the mail and I just apologized to them. I told them that I was really sorry how much that I love them and for once it wasn't because I wanted something from them. I had the mindset that even if they don't respond, even if they don't accept my apology, at least I have made my amends and they know that I am sorry and I have to leave the rest in God's hands. And so I called my mom maybe a couple of days after the postcard arrived and she just told me how it made her day and how much it meant to her 
And that's when our relationship really started to be reconciled. When I was coming out of jail, I was like, I'm not going to smoke anymore. Like my mindset was I'm never leaving my daughter again. One of my conditions coming from jail was to enroll in rehab. So I enrolled in rehab, stayed there for six months. I did not want to go, but I was determined to do whatever it took for me to get custody of my daughter back. And during that whole time, God really used that season of my life to teach me how to have faith in him. I was one of the only moms at the rehab facility that didn't have their daughter. So I'm missing my daughter, constantly seeing everybody with their child. And I'm just so heartbroken because I'm like, I want my child. Like I want my baby to be with me. Like I was just so sad. During that time, God kept speaking to me about Abraham and Isaac and how Abraham gave up Isaac, the child that he prayed for, the child that God promised that he was going to be a father of many nations. God asked him to sacrifice Isaac to him because he knew how much he loved him. And Abraham went through the process. He was willing to do it. And right when he was putting Isaac up to sacrifice and about to kill him, God was like, no, don't, don't hurt him. And any verses that I talk about, I would definitely leave them in the show notes so that you guys can go and check it out yourself because I can't remember right off the top of my head where this story is at but I will leave the verse in the show notes so that you can go out and read the story for yourself if you're not familiar with it that's really the process I felt like I was going through it's like I had to in a sense sacrifice my daughter give her to God and let him handle the rest I had to let go and stop clinging to the idea of I need to be there because it's somewhere else that God needed me to be I had to let go and realize that I don't know what I'm doing and I had to leave the situation in God's hands and it is in God's will for me to regain custody of my daughter and to have a relationship with her then wonderful and if it wasn't in God's will then I had to accept that this is just what's going to be best for me I had to let go which was the hardest thing I ever had to do y'all know how us moms are we're nurturers we're caregivers that was so hard for me to let go of control over what was going to happen with my child when I went to rehab I soon realized that I was meant to be there it was a lot of opposition it was a lot of times I wanted to leave and it was one of the most probably the most uncomfortable thing I've ever had to go through in my whole life because I was separated from everything that I had known and I was just surrounded by a group of women that I didn't know and I had to talk about my feelings I had to process things and that was just foreign to me but I soon started to realize that I needed to heal looking back on it now I wouldn't change that season of my life for the world because it taught me so much about how much mental health is important and how I needed to be well in order to be a good mom. I didn't want my daughter to grow up and have to be recovering and dealing with things and trauma because I didn't know how to handle myself. Once I went into rehab, I started my journey of being sober from marijuana. The last time I had marijuana was the last time I touched marijuana was November of 2021. Once I stopped smoking marijuana, I started turning to vaping. So I was sober to the world, but in in my mind, I wasn't sober. I still felt like it was something off. And during this time, I would still read my Bible. I would still pray every now and then. But my relationship with God wasn't like how it was today. Like, it, I was still lukewarm. I still didn't know what it meant to obey God. I still did not have a relationship with God. I knew about God, but I had yet to form a personal relationship with him. Started going back to church again. And the first day I went to the church that I'm currently at now, first Sunday that I went, they were doing a fast, a corporate fast. Now, mind 
you guys the whole time i've been growing up in church i've never like this is how crazy it is that like i really feel like i i didn't learn anything in church because this was the first time i ever heard of a fast like i'm like what is a fast and so they explained the fast and like i just felt the holy spirit calling me do that and i was like okay I, the first day i went to the church i joined i felt the holy spirit moving in a place and i really felt god tell me like this is where i want you to be and so i started fasting part of the fast was waking up early in the morning doing a prayer doing devotionals every single day of the fast so i would be waking up at 6 30 every morning it wasn't much even if it was like 10 15 minutes it was something that i consistently did every day and not eating between certain windows of time and when i tell y'all god showed up and showed out during that fast like i thought after the fast that i wasn't gonna wake up early in the morning anymore and you know it's no more devotion time but he was molding me he was preparing me for where i'm at now which is so amazing ever since that fast i have been waking up and spending my devotion time with god and this will really made a difference in my spiritual journey. So this all happened January of 2023. And as I'm growing in God, as I'm spending more time with God, he started to convict me of vaping to a point to where it did not feel good anymore. I was wasting so much money. So I remember the last day that I vaped. Normally when I throw my vapes out, I throw them all in the backyard. So I have like a wooded area in my backyard. It's kind of hilly back there so it's a lot of slopes like a lot of ditches and so I threw my vape out and I call myself going in the ditch to get it I fall and the way that it's set up is it's just so crazy so like it was literally one tree that was holding me up from falling now I don't know what was down there it could have been glass down there it could have been snakes down there who it is the woods, y'all. Like, I'm I'm finna fall in the ditch in the woods to get a vape. Like, I just hear God speaking to me. Are you done? And out of nowhere, I just felt this force pulling me up. Because of the way I was tilted. I was on the slope. So, it was no, like, I really had made it up in my mind. I was like, I'm just gonna fall. And whatever consequences I have after this like that's what i'm gonna have to go through because i should have obeyed the voice of the lord and i was just like okay i'm gonna fall i don't know what's gonna happen I, I just i give up so i had already mentally in my mind prepared myself to fall and y'all when i tell you i just felt the strength of god pulling me just in the right direction so that i can get my grip and get out when i ended up getting and so i came inside and the vape was flickering it was just going crazy so i looked up some videos on vaping and saw some horrific stories of people who who were vaping and it exploded on them burning like their face or people that have even died because vapes have exploded on them and i was like yeah like i'm done okay i'm done i believe that was october 28th of 2023 and the journey that i went through during that process it was definitely long it was drawn out so that's a whole nother episode um if you guys want to know what it truly was like being delivered from vaping and how god healed me from smoking addiction so how has my life been from october 28 2023 i fell in love with jesus 
God just started speaking to me and revealing my purpose to me. He started giving me visions. Like I've started running into people that were prophesying to me. And that was actually the time that he gave me the vision for the woman whom Jesus loved. I had already been working on a blog. Now, if we look at the book of John in the Gospels, y'all will see John called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. John was bold. Like, John was confident in Jesus' love for him. Like, it was certain verses where John was laying on Jesus' chest. Like, they were close. Like, John knew that Jesus loved him. And it's not that he didn't love his other disciples, but he he was like, I am the disciple who Jesus loves. And so my goal with this podcast is to help women to see how much God loves us. I always felt like I wasn't enough. I always felt like I wasn't worthy. I always felt like I felt like I was unlovable until I met God. When you meet God, you're never going to come out the same. Like when you have an encounter with Jesus Christ, like you are never going to be the same. Healing is not a linear journey. It's a lot of ups and downs. It's a lot of tears. It can get messy. It can get lonely. It can get frustrating, but I have learned to be so completely vulnerable with God and open up my heart to him and if you're going through a period right now to where you're healing I definitely recommend you to read the Psalms like seeing David pour his heart out to the Lord and just their relationship and how vulnerable he was with God like how he expressed to God when he was angry so the reality of healing is that it is not a linear journey It takes time. Be patient with yourself. And I welcome you to the sisterhood. And I am so, so happy to be able to walk with you on your journey with Christ so that we can go out and become the women that God has created us to be and bring as many people along with us as we can. And I always like to end off each show with a prayer. Daddy, thank you for all of the women who tune into today's podcast of the woman whom Jesus loves and every woman who will tune in for the time to come. I pray that each and every woman who views this podcast, her eyes will be open to her purpose, but most importantly, importantly to your love for her and how worthy and how beautiful she is in your eyes lord father i pray that you will use this podcast as a place of fellowship a place for us to encourage one another to edify one another and to love each other father so that all men will know that we are your disciples and we can carry out the will that you have for our lives in this world we love you daddy we thank you and we pray for a blessed week moving forward so this concludes episode one of the woman whom jesus loves stay tuned for episode two next week we're going to be talking about how to know God's will for your life. Now, if you all have anything that you want to talk about, feel free to leave a comment. I want to give you all help with what you're struggling with. I thank you so much for tuning into this show and I will see you guys on the next episode.